Hi, I'm Sadhu. And I'm Christian. Uh, and this is episode 151. And this time we're going to the max, you know? This is, this is the. Because we both bought RTX 3090s to play Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually what has happened. Yeah, actually, yeah. Like, we, 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 I don't we know. Paid, we, we, we paid 4,000 each to scalpers. You know, I actually, I had to go, I had to go behind a back alley and give some bud along with the cash. You know, it was real sketchy. Um, the NVIDIA logo looked like it was drawn on with Sharpie on the shielding. But you know, we, we've been getting a, a smooth 24 frames per second with DLSS on. It's been, it's been, it's been a very enjoyable experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But real, like, seriously, we, uh, this is, this is, uh, our first segment, I guess, is about the, the newly announced, uh, AirPods Max. That are almost as expensive as an RTX 3090, if you think about it. <laughs> I mean, Actually, not uh, really. Is, is it, it one third no, the price of it? How no, much is a thirty ninety go for? That's I don't know. Actually, uh, it's it's quite expensive. I think it's like two thousand um, dollars. But yes, it's not quite our thirty ninety pricing. But it's 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 not a it's not a cheap uh, cheap device. So let's let's start with that, right? Let's start with the pricing here. Um, so. The pricing, uh, this is in US dollars. It is 549 US dollars, right? Um, and now you might be like, that sounds like a lot. It is, it is, it is, it is quite, quite a lot. Uh, but let's like, what are the, what, like, this is an over the year headphone, right? Like, this is, is this, 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 that, that's it. But this is an over year closed head- back over the year headphone, closed back over the year. So this is, if you are in the headphone world, uh, that you know what that means already, but if you don't, it means that it's closed. Closed back means that uh, they can't hear things like there. It has not, it's because it's completely closed. Like the outer enclosure is closed. Is that you don't hear sounds coming in from outside, right? So, uh, so that's what closed back means. And over the year, over means that it's it's uh, you put that put those over your head and over your ears. Uh, so that's 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 what that is. So, so what are your like like? I don't know. Like I, when I first saw these, I was like, I don't know. These look kind of nice. Like I, like I don't, I don't, I don't really need over the year headphones when I'm, when I'm, when I'm out and about. But you know, uh, it. I do like over the year headphones more than in year, uh, in year, IEMs rather. Like I, I, I like them more than IEMs. But I, I, I don't know. I, like it, it wasn't worth five hundred and forty nine. US or eight hundred, which is eight, area, nearly right? eight hundred, nearly eight hundred with with the Apple Care and tax uh, included would make it nearly uh, would make it eight hundred or so Canadian dollars. I and I do not think this is worth eight hundred dollars of worth of comfort and convenience over the AirPods Pro that I already have, right? That already work quite well. So, so as the as the AirPods Pro. It has the, oh, it has the, uh, the, is it called the H1 now? Is that what that is called? Is that the, is yeah, that the yeah, the, the hood chip. Actually, you know, is that how you say it? Like, like, this is a complete sidebar. Well, you know, people on Mastodon go H, 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 H. Is it, huh? Or is it like, uh, like, how do you actually pronounce that? I've always been curious. 
Like, you know, like sometimes people on Mastodon will just spam the letter H as in like response to something, right? Oh my God. Like, how do you I, actually, I I, how do you vocalize uh, that? I know what uh, it means text wise, right? Like, exactly. Uh, like, like, yeah, I, that's what the sound like. If, if, if you know how to pronounce H, 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 please at me at packetcat 10 forward.social. Thank you. Send voice clips in. We'll include it in a clip show. And I'll even throw a little, um, uh, a little auto tune on it. You know, it's a little trap banger behind it. Call it the hoisted mix. Um, but, Yes, they have the H1 chip. That chip post aside. They do have the they have two H1 chips in them. Each cup has a has its own separate processor and Bluetooth thing on it. Right. So you have a chip in each one and it has the same functionality that the uh that the AirPods Pro has on that regard. Like so it has the uh the noise cancellation, the active noise cancellation, right? It has the transparency mode, right? Uh, so those are the like big adapter EQ and, uh, out is, uh, and, and also the easy, like the easy pairing and like the, the transferring between devices and stuff like that. Right. Like that's, that's handled by the chip as well. Um, this from like, that's, that's the, like the sort of the hardware part of the, like the, like the software part of this. And also like it has, it's from a hardware perspective. It's kind of interesting to me because it has the, um, digital crown from the Apple Watch, right? Like a, like a slightly bigger version of the digital crown as a sort of like hardware button, not a button. It's a, it's a dial, right? It, you, you turn it up and down to change. Uh, it's also a button, like you can press it, right? Like you can press the thing. Is, is it, is it, a, is it a button? No, no. Yes. Yes. It is for like play pause. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a button. Okay. That. Yeah. So like, like you can, you can play, you can press on it and you can also turn it like you do on the, on the uh, on the Apple Watch, uh, and it will change the volume up and down depending on what you do. And you can also use it to uh, like answer or end phone calls, or also activate uh, Siri if you have that enabled. Uh, speaking of Siri and phone calls, it does have a mic. Uh, Mics I, nine the, nine mi- mic array. Wait, nine mic arrays? Yep, some uh, for noise mi- cancellation and others for actual voice pickup. Okay, so I see the vents on the, on the front, right? Like those little little vent, like small. Are those the mic vents? Um, I assume those are the mic vents. There's four mic vents, right? There's two. There's like four on the bottom, and then a couple on top, and there's some inside the ear cups as well. So all in all, nine nine mics are used for a mix of noise cancellation and voice calls or regular audio. Well, that's that's my thing. Like um, a lot of these, I think people are comparing these to. The the Sony WH thousand. Fuck, I hate that model. The name. Sony four twenty six nine Y O L O edition. Yep, those ones. The the Sony WH series of like uh, WH thousand XM two or XM three. Uh, or if God, you or the in ear version of the Sony WH XMPP as they're called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking horrible. Yeah, it is. They're so bad. It's, it, they're bad. Uh, they're they're extremely. Extremely bad, um, but they are being like from a from a product perspective, from a comparison perspective. Uh, these Air, the AirPods Max gets obviously compared to those, right? Those because those have active noise cancellation, right? Uh, and they also have uh, um, like a voice call, like it has a mic. But from what I've heard is that the mic quality on those are. Are not so great. The thing is, I can't really confirm myself because I, I don't use the Sony ones or or any other over the year noise canceling headphones. 
Well, so I've, I've, I should, I should probably throw the YouTube. I will try and find the YouTube video and put it in the show notes. But there are people, and if you are like me, who will spend time watching YouTube videos and nothing but mic samples from Bluetooth headphones. And so, if from what I remember from this video, it's sort of the Surface headphones stack up at the top, which makes sense, right? Because Microsoft built them for like fucking conference calls and team shit, right? Like that makes sense. But it's like Surface headphones, and then it's all sort of like varying degrees of eh, fine below so i i i like i feel like this is this is i like i we've been talking about this over the past week or so and and what i'm feeling is i don't know who this product is specifically for uh i like the niche i can see is for people who really cannot use the airpods pro because of the physical uh in-ear design right like the design of the the in-ear design is on i know for some people putting stuff like putting in ears in their ears is uh painful, like physically painful, right? Uh I know for some people they they, they don't use IEMs for that reason. So I know for some reason this is the only way they're gonna get like the, the all the all the you know the transparency mode, the, the active noise cancellation and the and the decent mic. This is the only way you're gonna get those, but it's quite a steep price to pay for that sort of privilege, right? Like it's like quite quite expensive. Like it's it's like I was expecting more like three hundred or so dollars, like three hundred and fifty dollars or so, but not near not five hundred and forty fifty dollars or so. Like that's that's not like it's the, the price point feels like a lot of a lot of Apple tax added on for this one. Uh, speaking of Apple tax, uh, well, there is a port charging port on it, so we should talk about the battery life, obviously, because this is a wireless device. Uh, so what is what is Apple saying? Twenty hours. Twenty hours. I've is is that com- comparable to like other headphones in this category? Like, is that roughly roughly like the Sony's got like twenty five? I think like you know twenty. Like I, it's I think you sort of start running to the limit too of for active noise canceling headphones. Like you know they probably could have put a bigger battery in there, but at the same time, like if they can last you, like I think the metric that um people of money like to use is like a, a like a cross country flight or something like that, right? Like if they last, I feel like ten hours, more than ten hours. That's just that you're basically going into not. You're going to kill them in one listening session, but you can use them for multiple sessions at a time, right? So I, I feel like twenty hours is fine, and it is comparable to other, you know, um, noise canceling over your headphones. Yeah. So, so like the yeah, like the Sony WH thousand XM fours are like have like a ten hour battery life, you know. Uh, the Bo- the Bose noise canceling headphones are like at like 340 and are like also pretty good so like it, it's competing with that sort of price point right like it's competing with the sony it's competing with the bose stuff i know the bose stuff is yeah service headphones too get the same amount service headphones too get 20 hours okay so yeah like the like the bose stuff like especially the bose qc35s i believe or those are like pretty popular among people who uh who fly a lot, right? I've heard like the Bose ones are quite popular. Uh, but so this is going to be like, this is the market it's playing in. And I, don't, and I don't know if the price point is high enough to justify. Uh, I mean, the thing is, it's at, th- at some point you're just paying for the Apple ch- branding and the Apple chip here, right? Like you're paying for the H1 chip and you're paying for the Apple branding, right? Like you're playing for the, the being for, for the seamless experience uh, integrating with with Apple products, right? Like you being so it 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 works well with your iPhone or your iPad, right? Um, 
I, I, I don't know what else to pay for. It's like sound quality. So, uh, sound quality, like is what is, um, like how do you, how do you talk about sound quality? Because the problem here is that we get to use fun words like color, sound stage, we get wide, to narrow. No, I please, can we it. not? Does like, it, can we not? Like, can, like, do we know? What is like? What's the general profile like? Is this gonna sound like it's the Apple profile, right? Like it's so. So what I mean by that is, and so I think I think the way you have to talk about sound sound quality is there's a couple of not metrics per se, but I think relative things we can compare to it for sound quality, right? So if you have, there are multiple standards for how headphones are tuned. Um, I promise I will keep this as short as possible, but. You have like a Harman standard that I know Samsung tunes for and other headphones tune for. If you ever use the Oratory 1990 auto EQ packages, they also try and make um, the headphones that you're applying that auto EQ to to be um, geared towards the Harman one. The problem being, though, when it comes to tuning headphones is that if you tune them based off of like an ear, right, because they sit in ears at different angles, sound gets shot through to your head differently, which means that while you know you can like do a reference freak you know, like if you ever seen like the artings charts right they have like frequency graphs of headphones those are put on like a reference dummy model and and obviously when you put them on your ears it's gonna be a little bit different because of how your head is shaped but like Harmon is tries to like generalize and make it sound close to a speaker right as if you had like two stereo speakers in front of you that's what Harmon tries to do with um, their headphone like sort of um EQ or not e frequency graphs like the reference ones. There are other ones. There's like um, diffuse field, I believe it's the other ones called, and Apple tunes towards that, which means that Apple headphones will always sound a little bit different than the like Samsung ones. And I don't know what Sony shoots for, but I do know that Samsung specifically in the Galaxy Buds will try and be as close as possible to the Harman reference. And so what that really means though is Apple audio products have a very specific sound profile, right? The HomePod sounds like the HomePod Mini, which sounds like the AirPods Pro, which sounds like the AirPods, but you just get varying degrees of how good they sound, right? It's like the HomePod sounds to me the best out of like all of Apple's audio stuff right now. But if you do like the HomePod Mini, it sounds similar, just like less bass, right? Like that's basically for me, like it's maybe like a little less, like it's, you could tell that it, it's not as powerful, right? Because it's a smaller object, but they like sound similar to me. That has the Apple sound, which really is just how they're tuned, right? And so AirPods Pro, also similar. And so with regards to how it sounds, what from what I've saw and, and sort of seen with the hands on is that it is just a better version of that, right? So it'd be a better version of the AirPods Pro sound. Pro which, sound, yes, and, that's right. And I think. For since I don't, I know a fair amount of audience probably doesn't have AirPods Pros. What the headphones I would relate them to the most are like how Audio Technica tunes their headphones with a little more bass, like a little more bass in them. But to me, AirPods Pro sound like the um, M50s quite actually, which is actually really surprising considering the, the size difference between them, right? Like it's actually pretty impressive that because I mean, yeah, the M50s are quite much bigger. Yeah, yeah, the M50s are bigger. <laughs> yeah, that's. And I think, I, personally, uh, this is obviously, obviously audio profiles are subjective to taste and a lot of other things, right? And p people's preferences. But like, I like the Apple profile. Like, I do use the AirPods Pro for music and for a uh, podcast. So I, I think they sound 
good across a variety of different kind of audio things, like music, different kinds of music sound sound good on it, right? Like it's it's overall a, a like a decent, like a well a good a well done profile. It's not decent is like the wrong word. It's like it is actually pretty good, right? Like music sounds good on the AirPods Pro. Like it doesn't sound. For for what the size of the of the of the drivers in there, right? Like the the, the and the amount of bass uh, and the treble that it can deliver, like it's 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 pretty good, right? Like the like the AirPods Pro are compromised, right? But it's ways that I accept, right? Because it's they're small earbuds, right? So noise cancellation, you don't always get like a hundred percent great seal, but it's good enough. Sound is good. Like the mics are good enough, right? And it's all in like a wireless package that fits in your pocket, right? So I feel like for AirPods Pro, they if you like if we're stack ranking like audio stuff, you have like I would say the newer MacBooks are fine, right? The regular AirPods are fine. Then you have AirPods Pro, which are good. The HomePod Mini, which is good, and then like the HomePod regular is the only one that I would say is great. And I imagine right that these will likely be in that great category. But I think when we sort of think about audio quality here, it's there's great, and then there's like, damn, these are worth the money. Great. For me, for me, the air, the regular HomePod, which I paid three hundred for, that was I listened to it. And I'm like, this was worth the money. Because what you're really competing with are like Sonos speakers, which cost more, right? Like if 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 you compare it to say the Google Homes and stuff, it's it's objectively better quality audio either you get out of them, and especially for the size. But when you look at these these headphones, what it, it you sort of you, we run into the weird spot, right? Of they're five fifty, and so. I'm not opposed to expensive headphones, right? There are Sennheisers, B&Os, um, you know, a whole bunch of different companies that make like $800,000, $900,000 headphones. But, but it's sort of like, it's not the same thing because those ones, those headphones, that's a piece of a kit, right? If I bought $1,000 like Sennheiser IEMs or like the regular on over ear headphones, I would not be driving them off my laptop's audio, right? Like I would need to get like a, like the Fido DAC that you have or an even better one. And, and, you know, like make it a whole, like a ritual, right? To listen to music using those. But these, these are like trying to be portable audio. And it's like, we don't have anything in that price range. And more so it's like the, I feel like the way that you have to differentiate from like a Sony pair to these to, to warrant the price increase. It's, it's like noise cancellation needs to be objectively great and it needs to be a market improvement in sound quality. But at the same time, it's Bluetooth, though. You run in like, I feel like the wall you're going to run into here is the Bluetooth can only ever sound so good because the most you can get is 256. Well, the most you can get if you're not using Sony's proprietary LIDAC or if you're not using AptX is 256 KB AC. And at the same time, even if you are using LIDAC or AptX, what you really would want is to take like a FLAC source, right? Or like, a 320 VBR, you know, MP3, like something super high quality. So when you actually convert it or encode it on the fly to his other codec, you don't introduce any sort of audio quality loss. But it's just, it's, yeah, no one does that. unless. And if you are someone who's like nerdy enough to do that, you probably have a DAC plugged into your phone or you have an LG phone with a really nice DAC in them, right? You have an LG phone with a quad deck. Yeah, yeah. You're not, like the thing is, if you are, if you know what FLAC file is, you probably have a, different mindset and setup than the majority of people this is targeting, right? The majority of people this is targeting are people who listen to music from streaming services. Uh, and that's me as well. Like I, I'm not, I'm not listening to Flax on my phone. I don't, I don't, I don't like all the music on my phone is either, either stuff from Spotify, right? 
uh, like Spotify's Max preset, the cached on my phone, or on our local file, local MP3s uh, that I convert from Flax, right? And I put into iTunes. Uh, so they're like V0, VBR MP3s, right? So th- those are, I'm not listening to Lossless on my phone. Like as much as I talk about listening to music and audio quality, like I'm not putting, there's no point in me putting, like it doesn't, like, like I'm thinking, I'm trying to think about it, like, Already, if you have a V0 VBR MP3 and a, and, this, and the equivalent FLAC file for a song, even in a blind test, you probably can't tell the difference. And even if you say could because of the fact of that, like if you use AirPods of an iPhone, if you're not using a 256 KB uh, or AAC rather file, it does encode it to 256 AAC before it pumps it. You know, because the Bluetooth will do it automatically. So even if you say have a FLAC file, that's still going to get compressed somewhat before it gets sent to you just because the limitations of bluetooth as a standard just just because of how bluetooth works right so there is this thing about the bluetooth so the bluetooth gives it a, like a limb puts like a hard limiter on what apple can apple can provide from a sound quality perspective right but then that comes to the other side of it right with the computational audio stuff right like if you look at these when you when you use like those expensive like you right have open your Sennheiser headphones right and like the DAC and all that and I obviously have the have a DAC and have the audio technical ones those are like they're these don't these amplify them but they do not like touch them right like the goal of a DAC really is not to do anything other than amplify the signal and provide power to your headphones um, whereas these are the exact opposite where these are like we're just going to take some regular forty millimeter drivers and we are going to process the fuck out of them which I I don't think that's bad because obviously if you're listening to this podcast, I process the fuck out of the podcast and I will tell you, you do not need to hear um, both of me and Static's AC going on in the background and also like random noises. And on top of that, you also don't need it to be super quiet, right? Like there's there's benefits from, from doing that. Yeah, but- exactly. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. From tuning and EQing, yes. Yeah. But it's sort of, it's, you run it. You run into a weird space where it's like, how do we? How do you compare them? Because Sony's don't really do that. Sony's, yes, they have like you know, they have an amplifier because it is you know Bluetooth headphones, so you have to have a DAC built into them. But they aren't really doing where. And I think com- I think the phrase computational audio is bullshit. Just just outright so. But so what that actually means is they AirPods Pro do this as well. But when you have them in your ear, there's a microphone that's actually in that's right next to the. Um, the driver itself that's listening in for noise that is not coming from the driver and it will try and do that to tune out um to help the um, noise cancellation to flip those frequencies right to make sure you're only hearing the music what it will also do is it the outside microphones try and measure the environment around you and so they will bump up frequencies i believe it's in like a range of plus 3.5 through negative 3.5 decibels they'll try and bump up specific frequencies that is the auto eq as it's called right to make things sound better depending on what the ambient environment is like and they're obviously doing probably some some other adjustments to to like the the audio coming in which all which works on the airpods pro right like it does they do sound good most of the time but it's sort of like it's fake though. It's fake in a way. It's the same thing with like smartphone photography, right? It's fake. Like it's, and it's, I don't know. I don't know. Like no one else really does that as to the, to the extent that Apple does. Because I know that Samsung does a little bit of this auto EQ stuff. There are a couple of headphones. I think some skull candies do it, but it isn't like, it isn't like there's dedicated hardware chips that these companies that have made to do nothing but process audio. 
and you run into like a, a strange spot where that that means that if you say had if you're running these passively they would probably sound like shit just because the drivers are not what's making it sound good but the h1 chips are wide right it's not the drivers right it's not the drivers like i think this is the pro- yeah like this is the problem with comparing these to the sony's right because the sony's probably have a more flat sound right i don't know what sony's headphones actually sound like but uh like i would imagine sony's sound is not like being heavily modified or eq they have a sound profile for sure but it's not going to be it's, it's been closer to what a reference headphone would sound like minus the part where it's bluetooth uh Right, like it's it's nobody. You can't really compare them to other headphones directly because of this computational, uh, this this audio EQing, the auto EQ stuff. Like it's just it's hard to compare it. Like you, it's hard to compare the uh, sort of the apples to apples to set the baseline here. Like how do you even how do you even do a comparative like baseline? Like it, like how do you set the baseline for audio like this? Like it's it's pretty much impossible unless you can somehow disable the audio EQ and. Uh, Entirely, but at that point, you're missing the whole point of these, right? The whole point of buying the AirPods and AirPods Pro and the AirPods Max is the EQ, is the auto EQ, right? Is the magic, is the, is the chip, is the H1 chip doing its, its, its computation, right? And that is what you're paying for. At the end of the day, I think that's, that's it. That's, that's the thing you're paying for the, like, and with the AirPods Max, you're paying a significant premium for an over-the-year version of, of this of this uh, computational magic, right? Like, you are paying that specific because you really, really, really want that specific kind of audio profile, right? You really want that auto EQ, really, really want that dynamic sort of adjustment of, of audio on the fly, right? Like, like you're just paying for that. Like I, I can't. I don't see anything else that you're paying for other than other than the design, which is the physical design, which is uh, which is fine. But uh, you see, that's the thing too. It puts it into a strange spot because this. And when we say computational audio and magic, we're obviously poking a little bit fun out of Apple. But also, it it is true. Like with the AirPods Pro, these punch above their weight class, right? Because like I said, the AirPods Pro to me sound just like the M50s. Guess what? The M50s are fucking fantastic for the price, but to get that sound, it's the M50s plus a DAC, right? So if we if we talk about the AirPods Max, it is costs more than competing Bluetooth headphones. Yes, but if sound quality is in the same range of the HomePod and these other ones that punch above their weight, then what are we comparing it to? Are we comparing it to say like an eight hundred dollar pair of Sennheisers ran through like a two hundred three hundred dollar DAC, right? With you know using like Tidal or something like that, right? Just pumped in. Like is is or are we comparing them to open back at that point and the sort of the sound quality you get out of those because those are more you're you're not brute forcing I don't think is the right phrase for it but you're using you're just using higher quality components at a baseline level rather than than trying to process you know like lower not lower quality say but like lower performance components and in that case then if if these sound as good as a thousand dollar set right of you know like dac plus audio even like a thousand dollars plus then technically five hundred dollars is actually a steal compared to like the higher end option especially and you can get it for while being wireless and a great noise cancellation or do you look at it as well these are just expensive bluetooth headphones that sure sound better but you know i can get 80 percent of this for the same price as the sony whm 44 hhh editions or whatever they're called yeah i mean Partially, you're partially paying for the Apple branding here, and partially you're paying for the H1 chip. I think that's that's the that's the value proposition here is that 
uh, you were just paying for an over the year uh, Apple headphone with uh, with the H1 chip in there. Like it's that's that's it. Like I, I I don't know what else like to say about this because it's like. Well, you also get a great transparency mode. I think we should not discredit that because I know you have not used other noise canceling headphones, but I have, and I will. Like this is just just straight up the noise. The transparency mode in the AirPods Pro is genuinely the best I've I've ever heard because because like um with my last job I think I've mentioned probably on the pod before like we took calls there and instead of having like a soft phone they gave us these Bluetooth headphones that are noise canceling some Plantronic ones I think. And there's also a couple of others I've used, like some bows before, and those like noise cancellation is good enough. And I, I I think it's like a little like the the AirPods don't win as strong on those. But when you look at when you look at transparency, I so before I got the AirPods Pro, I used to me and I play games a lot. You know, I, like we we'd be hop into some Warzone. You know, go poggers as the kids say. Um, that's I don't know if the kids say that, but basically what we would what i would normally do is i would have like a discord call going and because i play on console i'd be using discord with my phone with regular airpods unable to hear the game so i usually have like one butt in to at least be able to try and hear it and where you sort of run into now with the with the airpod pros is that i can have both of them in put them into transparency mode and it's just like i just it it it, it it's almost as if they're not in my ears right like i don't i hear everything in the game which is kind of when when you think about the fact you have IEMs in your ears that are providing a full seal, right? Like they're providing a full seal and it's transparent as it is. And I'm able to hear everything in the game and it, and it also responds in the right frequencies, right? So if we're playing Warzone, I f- still hear the bass of a gunshot, right? Like I still hear even like the background of my fan going on or like maybe the console fan if it's spinning up. The fact that I hear that much detail when it's really just piping an audio from the microphones, that's that's sort of actually fantastic. And I imagine that these probably have even better transparency modes because of how many more microphones are on them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The transparency mode uh, stuff is, is one of, one of the, like, really one of the highlighting features of the H1 chip, right? Like that's that and the noise cancellation, like the noise cancellation, I mean, has been matched by other companies and to some, to a degree, other, like other companies do it better. Uh, like mostly, like the Bose stuff does it better mostly because the Bose stuff is bigger. They're not doing, uh, they're not making like in-ear headphones. Oh, they they're do have like, a pair, but I haven't like, I haven't ever heard them before. So who knows? Uh, yeah, like the, the, the most like the, like John Gruber's blog post, uh, about the, about the AirPods Max compares it to the Bose quiet, uh, the QC35 or right? the quiet comfort 35 to the wireless headphones, right? Those are like pretty popular, uh, uh, in that in that category, like of uh, wireless headphones that have noise cancellation, right? So, like that's what you're comparing to, and those do usually have slightly better noise cancellation, but they don't have is transparency. Uh, and if you don't care about transparency mode, that's fine. But like it is, it is a feature that cannot be dismissed. Uh, and I think that's that's. What else? I think we feel we feel like we should talk about the physical design of this a little bit. Uh, well, I think like, one last thing on audio quality before we get into the physical design. These, so my wish for these have been rumored for a while. My wish for over the year headphones that Apple is going to make is that they would have included a toggle to switch between process mode and a reference mode, right? For the fact of that, outside of me, there are also a fuck ton of people who use iPads and Macs to make music, and. 
latency is something you really can't get around. I imagine he's probably a better latency than the AirPods Pro, which usually I think are less than 50 milliseconds. Like it's like 20 to 50 ish around there, which is bad for, you know, like sub millisecond latency you get for cable, but fine if you're not doing like live shows or you need like direct monitoring if you're just like, say, editing in a DAW. But the problem you run into with the AirPods Pros and these, now they also have the same auto EQ features, is auto EQ. Where if I'm, the way I sort of do EQ is um, I use FabFilter. Um, they have like some vocal presets, but also too, sometimes if I need to go through and I'll just make my own profiles, I normally only go about like two, four or five-ish decibels, right? On a, on a given frequency. I don't really go outside of like five, five as high as is. And the range for these is sort of like you get like a little mix of like plus three to negative three, as I was saying earlier, and it'll fight with you a little bit. There have been times where I've like bumped something up on EQ press plate and I'm like, I don't hear a difference when I have the AirPods in. And and because of that, it's it's like they I I know why they didn't do it. I think it's a bad reason, but they they also would have justified the price too if they had been like, "Hey, we have a reference mode, which means you can actually edit music on this or like make music on these." Right, but it is it 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 would be extremely on Apple like to put a switch like that. I feel like Apple uh, doesn't like doing stuff like that. Like that doesn't seem like something Apple would consider doing. Right? Because you'd be like, turning off the just, selling point, right? Like, yeah, you're turning off the selling point, like which is the. Which is the uh, the uh, you know, the adaptive EQ and the and the and the H one chip stuff? Like you, you, they don't want to, they don't want people doing that. Like that's like that would probably expose like the other deficiencies in the in the drivers themselves. So that would probably be an idea. That would not be like some like, no. It's, it's not. It's like Apple doesn't want the product to degrade itself like that. I think that would be the. It's like turning off smart HDR ray on on an iPhone photo. Which you can do, I mean, well, you can't do it in the main app, but you can get third-party apps, right? Like, Halide will give you regular RAW, and regular RAW on an iPhone looks like absolute shit, <laughs> which is why I think they made that smart RAW format. Yeah, yep, yep. So, so the physical design, um, I, I kind of like them. Like, it's, 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 it's all right. Like, I, I, I it's fine. Um, I like the, it, it, there's different colors. Uh, I like the blue ones. Um. No, uh, I'm a fan of the blue ones. the The ear cups are removable, or rather, replaceable. Rather, uh, which is which is actually, I think that that should be applauded because you would be surprised at how many headphones either have a god awful way of removing the ear cups or don't have removable ear cups at all. Right? So these are magnetic. You just pop them off, which I think is the he's their memory foam. So while you know. I think that also, which is surprising to see to come from Apple, but helps prolong the lifespan of these headphones because it will happen eventually. The memory phone ear cups, even as if you take care of them as long, you know, the best you can, accidents happen, right? You might tear them. You might like, I don't know, accidentally spill something on them, right? Get them dirty in a way that you can't clean out. And so in that case, you could just buy a replacement and sort of, you know, get rid of these ones. And that means you're not tossing the entire set of headphones. Right, yeah, and uh, replaceable ear cups, and especially at this price point, is gotta be a necessity. Like, if you're buying headphones at this price point, it is usually a given that it, it will have replaceable uh, ear cups. Uh, so that is that is good. Uh, you the the charging cable port on it is is lightning, right? This is this is uh, is that lightning or is the yeah? It, 
Yeah, that is lightning. Uh, so it is a lightning uh, connector, which is unsurprising. But I, I still wish they would start making the transition to USB-C. Uh, but, uh, you know what's actually not more surprising? That these don't support wireless charging. Because you could easily done like the MagSafe thing, right? Throw them like, you know, throw it on one of the cups. I think I think they didn't want to like complicate the design anymore because I think as we like we've heard rumors like these were uh, supposed to come out earlier and like there was some design changes that they had to make and I just think they wanted to get these out of the door before Christmas uh, before the Christmas like sort of shopping season right like they wanted to get these out before that and I think they just didn't want to delay the hardware design anymore so they just. Like they didn't what they didn't add wireless charging, which yeah, it is a weird, uh, weird sort of omission. But you know, I can I can sort of see this. Like it's kind of awkward to have headphones be wireless charged. I don't know. It seems a little bit awkward to me. But I don't know. well, I mean, this also leads to the next part that they could have thrown a fucking proper case in it instead of whatever the hell this whatever the hell this is. What is what is that? Okay, okay. Like let's talk about that because this is the this is this I feel is like the weirdest part of this. Things designed are this like this AirPods Max case is like it's like it's like you're I don't, like what is what is this? It's like a one piece contraption, as the Verge piece calls it. Like it's just like and apparently it is it has magnets in it, so the the when 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 you put it in there, it will detect like it's in the case and it will put itself into uh, into the low power sleep mode. Which is fine, you know that's 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 cool. But but you know, if you don't have the case right, do you know how long it takes for it to go into low power sleep mode if nothing's playing? Okay, tell me, yeah, because I want I'm curious about that. Like, how long does it take? Two for hours, to- two hours of no audio playback. What? Why is that? Two. So hours? they say they say on for two hours until you take out until you put if you don't put them in the case. Why is it two hours? That's way too long. I can see like thirty minutes or something being a reasonable amount of time for them to go back into low power mode, right? Like thirty minutes or an hour at least. Like two hours seems like overly wasteful uh, for towards the battery life. Did they just did they just think that these things have enough battery life where like you won't see a problem with them? being on for two hours and not putting any audio? Like I I I don't. I don't I, I, don't I don't know. There's like a lot of strange things. Like these also don't have the U1 chip in them, right? Which would which is strange considering everything else has a U1 chip in it this year, <laughs> right? The so U1 chip for those who don't remember is the ultra wideband chip that is that gives uh, that allows the device to position. No, what is it? It's like it's like ultra positional tracking. Yeah, it's able to like to track itself positionally in in, in an area, and that would be useful for Find My for these, right? Like if you lose your phone. You could or lose your headphones, right? You can kind of just like point. You have your phone like tell you where it's at by tracking it positionally in, in space. But that's yeah. It's, I don't know why they don't include. Well, I mean, I do know it's because these these were obviously rushed out. Like it's this is a week before Christmas. Absolutely, were rushed out. And so, week before Christmas, it's rushed out. And also, these these do support the spatial audio feature, uh, but <laughs> uh, like you can't use. Like you would want to use these with, for example, uh, an Apple TV. But guess what doesn't support special audio? 
the the Apple the Apple TV because it's I literally it's, think it's because of hardware. I think it's uh, yeah. because of hardware in the TV. It's the hardware. I mean, the Apple TV is old, right? Like the the A the A chip in it, the process the SOC in it is fucking ancient by Apple standards at this point, right? Like they gotta have a replacement for that. I I, I don't know where that is. Like, Apparently is, next year is there's a leak for the, like, the upgraded Apple TV. But okay, like, I, will, really, I think yeah. we need to talk about spatial audio for a minute because you dismissed it when we talked about iOS 14. <laughs> Let me tell you, now that I actually have a pair of AirPods Pro, like, God. spatial audio is so fucking good. Dolby oh Atmos God. is so fucking good. God. Oh my God. Like, I, it's the thing. So I guess to explain to you all how spatial audio works is 7.1 surround sound, right? Like, if actual 7.1 surround sound is where you have physical seven speakers and one subwoofer around you. And if, I believe if you're doing Dolby Atmos, is another, the different kind of configuration that you have to um, set it up as. But basically, it's a similar sort of system. So what spatial audio does is that it does takes the like AirPods Pro, right? Both of them have H1 chips in them, so they can both also do like they have a couple like gyroscopes in them to sort of track position. And your phone, an iPad, obviously has a gyroscope in it, so it takes all the accelerometer data. And uses it to map out virtually where you are in relation to the device. And because it knows that that relation, the relational data, it can then figure out that, oh, if we position a sound in this area right behind you, it will sound like it's actually behind you. So it does a lot of fake trickery to get 80% of the way there of really good surround sound. And it's that plus the fact that you can do Dolby Vision on these. You can check off HDR now on the bingo card. Um, makes like, like, Okay, I'm about to sound like a bootlicker for a moment, but yo, the Mandalorian on an on an iPhone with an OLED screen and spatial audio is a fucking fire. Jesus, <laughs> you see, this is this is actually becoming ATP right now. But uh, like Mandalorian, Mandalorian's good. All right, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm make not, anime, look, like, I, make I, I anime actually... Dolby Vision. All right, if you make anime, why why are you a coward and why have you not made your anime HDR? Sony. Sony, you, you guys, Sony, y'all bought Crunchyroll. Can can we get some? Can we get some high quality audio in there, please? Like, get some. No, have you seen the? They own fucking Funimation. Have you seen the Funimation app? The Funimation app is makes like I don't know, like Tasker look like a pinnacle of UI design. Jesus. But yeah, so these uh, like the spatial audio is is a thing if you do care about that and. Um, I mean, if you're buying this, you might as well care about it because you're paying it for it. Uh, like, if you have a device that supports spatial audio, this uh, the newer iPhones, right? Uh, and iPads, iPhones, iPads. Yep, yep. All all good shit. Spatial audio is good. Um, Shades of Brown will now be being mastered in Dolby Atmos. Don't worry, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna hit you out that wave file. Oh my god, that's that's so that is just the most pointless thing. Um, so these are. I, I still think they're way too expensive for what they are, but I I cannot dismiss them entirely, mostly because of the form factor, because of the over-the-year closed headphone form factor, which Apple does not make a similar product in this category, right? So if you want to buy a chip, like a bio Apple headphone with the H1 chip, but you want it to be not in your year it has to be this right like you don't have a choice otherwise right but the nice thing is home pods airpods go on sale all the fucking time right 
So while these are 550 right now, like I got a killer deal on these AirPods Pro. I did not pay 250 for them. HomePods can be routinely, the good HomePods can routinely be found for like 200 to 300, somewhere in that range, right? If you can get a regular HomePod for 200, that's a steal. So these will inevitably, there will be a sale sometime within the next year because no one's going to buy these because of the price. Well, no one in air quotes people will, but it's not going to be as like popular as AirPods. So once retailers start getting a bunch of excess stock of these, you will see sales pop up. And I will tell you, for 350 maybe, like 300 to 400 in that price range, absolutely, that's a buy. That's a buy right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 350 is, 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 is that's, uh, I mean, I, if it was 350, I would buy them. Like I just said, like I, uh, like I, I, like I would prefer, I do prefer, as I mentioned earlier. Would you, would you get a Bluetooth chip on your computer though? If, if they were 350, like, would you use them with your PC? Because everything works with it, right? Like all the audio processing is on the headphones. The only thing you don't get is spatial audio or like the automatic connected connection stuff, right? If you use them with your PC. Right. But I know I, for, for my desk, it's not for desktop use, for portable headphone use, not for, uh, using my desktop. And well, when I, when I'm at my desktop, I do use my, my Sennheisers. Uh, so that, that's, that's, that area, that, that need is covered. Uh, it's not like, this is not a replacement. Uh, so this is like when you're in bed watching Overwatch League on the iPad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like got got the got the Twitch. Got, need need the, the spatial YouTube. audio for the Overwatch stream. <laughs> God, can you imagine if Overwatch League had spatial audio? I would actually use that. That actually would be because, useful in that case because it's a game, right? So you actually want that positional data if you're listening in. You, oh my God, that would be incredible. Let's Where's Mark Cerny? <laughs> Where's Mark Cerny? But yes, uh, like I would use them um, over the AirPods Pro. So I, like I would use them for calls. Uh, which I like, I I do use the AirPods Pro for calls quite a bit, right? Uh, so like, it is nice to be able to use something that is not in your ear for for longer calls, especially. Uh, it does get uncomfortable to have the AirPods Pro in for for a while. Uh, it's it's not terrible, but it's 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 like it's better to just be over the ear. Um, I'm I'm curious about the comfort of the over the ear design here. Like that is a thing that I am. So they are heavy, right? Curious, but their memory they are heavy. Their memory foam, which is, I mean, that's the thing I'm curious about. Really, is the comfort level because it is very like for personally when I bought the Sennheiser HD three hundred Pro, one of the biggest things that I wanted to get out of it was to re- when, when I had to replace my uh, BNO H six second gen, you know, uh, which which by the way, they, my brother fixed them, so they they're still being used, but like. To replace their comfort level, right? Like the, the comfort of having them on your on your head, on your ears for for hours at end, and and the and the side has a match. That's what I'm curious at is if it can do, if it is comfortable enough for me to like wear them for like hours at end. Like that's the that's my right because that's the problem because they we have the weight, but but truthfully, weight doesn't. Weight is not as important with headphones. It's clamping pressure, right? It's the clamping pressure. No, that it's matters. not the, necessarily the weight. It's not necessarily the weight because 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 the Sennheisers are not exactly light either. But the way they the way they clamp the way the there are, uh, I, I should just link my headphone review for the Sennheiser headphones. But like the way they they have these foam pads on the top where where it rests on your head and the, the foam pads on the on the ear cups for the Sennheisers and the way they sort of clamp on are are extremely comfortable right like you can wear them for hours and because they were designed 
to be used professionally in an audio audio uh, recording like environment, a production environment, right? So somebody like a uh, an audio engineer is gonna be wearing one of these for like hours on end, right? Like so, it, it's designed to meet that sort of sort of requirement, right? So it has to be comfortable, right? It can't it cannot be uncomfortable, right? It's like with um, it's like with mine, right? Because like for work, right? I use the eight. Please don't judge me for, of course, I have this kind of setup, but I take phone calls at work. So I use a pair of M50s with a separate <laughs> microphone routed into a headphone splitter that goes into a computer, right? That's what I do. And I'm actually kind of sad because I picked up a mod mic piece, the ATG's 8, which is the um, boom mic that Audio-Technica makes. It's like sold out everywhere. So I had to settle for a fucking mod mic, um, which once again is overkill for phone calls. But of course I do that. And let me tell you those things. I wear the M50s at least eight hours every day, right? And those are fine. So yeah, that's that's the key. That's my key qual like key requirement is that they be comfortable. Uh, we will see. I mean, we will see when these eventually go on sale or whatever. We'll see. So that's uh, that's enough of that topic. I feel like I feel like we went longer than I thought we would on that topic. But I know. Oh, I'm surprised we didn't go two hours. I, we could talk about headphones all day. We could talk about headphones all day. <laughs> we can talk about audio audio stuff all day. That's true. But we have another topic. That's a little uh, speaking about selling out. Oh, oof, oof. Uh, speaking of selling out for real. Uh, so this this week there was some Linux news. Uh, this is gonna be a. I don't know if this is a classic Shades of Brown, but this is like you know the Linux nerds gonna love this one. Um, I don't know if they're gonna love the topic, but like the 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 news, but they're gonna love that we talked about it. Is that CentOS Linux? Is 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 about to die, or is I could say it is dead. Uh, so on Tuesday was the was the day that they uh, made this announcement. There was a, a blog post on the on the CentOS blog um, saying that um, there, going forward there will not be a, a CentOS Linux release. Uh, and the, there will only be one CentOS release, which is called CentOS Stream, which is a rolling preview of what's next in RHEL. So it's something that will be like a CentOS Stream essentially is going to be a distro that is a rolling release that tracks slightly ahead of RHEL. And for, uh, to just for context, I know, I know a lot of our listeners know what RHEL is, but I, I feel like I should. Good. Yeah, not the YouTuber, not the YouTuber, Rel, but the but Red Hat Linux. No, not not the YouTuber, but Rel stands. It's R H E L. It stands for Red Hat Enterprise Linux. Uh, Red Hat uh, has been around. Red Hat is one of the oldest Linux companies to still exist. Uh, Red Hat, as you might know, uh, sort of the Red Hat line, the distro lineage of distros, like the, the original Red Hat distro that which turned into into rel and into centos uh and, and there is also you know fedora um and stuff like that right so there is there is that lineage of distros if you want to look into it you can you can, you can find information on that that's, that's that's all historical stuff but like so red hat is is was i guess red hat is the managed sort of the management arc, uh, arm of of the CentOS project, right? Like they uh, like they have they manage the resources and they pay people to contribute to CentOS and this stuff like that. So they're the sort of like they're the stewards of the cent- so CentOS was always something that Red Hat willingly uh, agreed 
and participated in, right? Like they agreed to do, be participants in the project and contribute to it and pay for it and, and all sorts of other stuff, right? But now, now for some further context, Red Hat was recently, I think uh, last year, uh, was bought by IBM. Um, which, which was, uh, which was the big news, but like it was, it did happen. So I think IBM, like, like IBM hasn't said anything about this. Uh, but like, I think IBM is not interested in this sort of community aspect of their product, uh, like of the, of the Red Hat products, right? Like they only want to sell rail licenses. They don't really care to deal with uh, with, with making CentOS. Um, and that is, that is what is happening is that they are going to shut it down. CentOS 8 is going to die much sooner. It's, it's supposed end of life, uh, like CentOS 8 supposed end of life date was in 2029, but they moved that up to 2021. So. As you can imagine, if you are in a, if you're in an environment where you have put in the effort to transition to CentOS 8 from CentOS 7, you are now in a very precarious position, right? Because you are like a, you don't even, you barely have a year to make a decision to transition to something else. Like you have to start the process now. Uh, which, as you can imagine, for especially for larger environments and larger companies, that is not an easy project or an easy task to do, depending on how many, how big your environment is, how many servers you have, like what sort of. And specifically in 2022, where you probably have other challenges right now that have already popped up, right? On top of, like, say, what, what distro you're using for your deployment. Right. Right, like you, there is, there is going to be, like, it's going to be another project that you have to work. Now it's a thing that you have to worry about again because you just made the investment to transition to CentOS 8. And that was probably not a simple project either. If you're in any sort of environment where it is, there's a lot of servers and the, this uh, interesting software running on these, on these servers. So you have to deal with that now. Uh, and if you're on, if you're on, if you're still on CentOS 7, as, as, as imagine a lot of people still are, uh, CentOS 7 is still like massively used. Uh, CentOS 7 uh, will still be supported alongside RHEL 7 through 2024. So if you are on CentOS 7, now you have basically, uh, about three to four years, right? Before, before CentOS, uh, seven becomes end of life and you have to transition onto something else if you still want to have a server that's maintained and secure is that you, you have to transition to something else. Uh, I will just say at, at from an, like when I first heard this news, I was like, Oh, this, Oh shit. This is, this is bad for a lot of people specifically in the, specifically in the web hosting industry. Uh, to be, to be specific, because in the web hosting industry, there is something called, uh, if you use, if you ever bought some, uh, shared web hosting, right? If you've ever purchased shared web hosting from a web host, uh, it is probably running on something called cPanel, which is a, a control panel and management system for web hosting, uh, Companies that to manage accounts and services and require like restrictions and stuff like that, right? So it is 
is you can you can check what you can go to CPAL's website and see what it is, but like it is the it is used by basically almost everyone in in the the web hosting industry, especially the shared web hosting industry. Anybody who provides shared web hosting industry from large uh, large shared host uh, shared hosting providers like Bluehost or SiteGround to the smaller web host, uh, the smaller shared web hosts that also use cPanel. So cPanel is used by large and small web hosting companies. So this is going to affect cPanel, and this is the question that lingers. Right, uh, I would imagine a lot of people are talking to cPanel about this, especially larger vendors. Uh, is what is cPanel going to do? Because cPanel runs on CentOS, right? Or uh, CentOS or Cloud Linux, which is a variant of CentOS, or on, on RHEL. But most people are using CentOS or Cloud Linux. So what happens to CentOS and what happens to Cloud Linux, right? And what does that mean for people now? Because cPanel only recently has start, started having like an experimental version of CentOS 8 running uh, cPanel, but it's not quite, it's not production ready yet. So now they're going to, I assume they're going to just abandon the CentOS 8 project, right? Uh, because there's no point. There's no point in them finishing the CentOS 8 project because CentOS 8 is going away in, in a year. Uh, there's no point in them finishing that. So what what's the plan? Uh, what is Cloud Linux going to do? Because their entire business is dependent on CentOS. What does cPanel going to do? Because their entire business is also dependent on CentOS. Canonical's eating, right? Canonical might eat. Uh, we will see. Canonical is, uh, we cannot get, we do not know. Like, I, I really do not know what cPanel is planning to do now. Like, what is the, like, surely at some, at some point, somebody at cPanel had a contingency plan, like, for what would happen if Red Hat ever decided to stop maintaining CentOS, right? Like, what is, it, like, I hope they had some sort of, at, at least the basic ideas on how to make the transition to another distro, right? How do you make the transition to something like Ubuntu server, right? Like, I would assume that is the plan, is to make the transition to Ubuntu server, because I don't know what else you're going to do. Like, there are some options right now. Uh, so, uh, a good friend, uh, not good friend, but uh, Jim Salter, uh, the our, our new favorite, uh, our Steinecker writer, um, wrote a uh, wrote a post about uh, well, like what are your options basically like going forward. Um, one of them, the first one is obviously set OS stream, but set OS stream at, like Red Hat is saying it's not a replacement for set OS because it's a rolling release that tracks ahead of RHEL, so it's not set OS. Uh, the second option here, which, um, I, is Oracle Linux. Um, I, like, I, I don't know. Um, thing is, thing is, Oracle Linux is indeed 100% application binary compatible with RHEL. So it is like exactly like CentOS, like it's essentially doing exactly what CentOS is doing, but it is, it is Oracle. It is maintained by Oracle. Uh, and I don't know how many people are willing to deal with Oracle. Uh, but if you are in an enterprise environment, it might actually be the option that makes the most sense where you, if you're in an enterprise environment where you're using CentOS, but not RHEL, 
it might make sense to transition to Oracle Linux. Maybe CentOS, maybe cPanel will actually pick Oracle Linux because it is already 100% binary compatible. Uh, so maybe. Uh, so, and the third option that Jim says is Cloud Linux, but this doesn't make sense to me. Uh, okay, so uh, cloud. Okay, so actually, there is some news here. Cloud Linux OS maintainers announced that they be uh, they're releasing a one-to-one replacement for CentOS in in quarter one of 2021. So it'll be a new fork. So, so like, so that is okay. So now that's actually hmm. so now I think cPanel will uh, transition to uh, recommending people use a pay for Cloud Linux. So Cloud Linux apparently has been making has has had the contingency plan uh, ready and ready to go. Uh, so so I I think Cloud Linux might be the most likely successor for the web hosting industry because a lot of them already use. Cloud Linux, so it is not really a thing that they have to pay extra for. It'll just be a transition period, uh, where it, when it, when it essentially, like I would assume, Cloud Linux is going to release scripts and uh, like other things that will tra- like transition an existing Cloud Linux install to to their fork, right? And it will be good to go. And cPanel will just keep working just fine because it'll it'll just be this good old Cloud Linux. So. Cloud Linux is probably the web hosting industry's uh, option. The fourth option for uh, this is uh, something called Springdale Linux, which is very similar to something called, uh, some people may be familiar with it called Scientific Linux, which was uh, like a distro made by uh, made by and for the academic scientific community. And thing is, Scientific Linux was dep- itself was deprecated in favor of CentOS a while back. Uh, but Springdale Linux is like very, very similar. It's maintained by like, uh, the Princeton and Rutgers universities. Uh, so it's used for like their, uh, HPC projects, right? It is also like binary compatible with CentOS. So it is, it's doing the same thing that it's just tracking rel. Uh, and the fifth option, which is not a thing that exists, uh, exists quite yet is, is something called Rocky Linux, which is a concept, not a, not an actual distribution yet. Which is CentOS co-founder Greg Kurtzer was like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna create a, a new project called Rocky Linux, which is going to be named after uh, in honor of the late uh, CentOS co-founder Rocky McGow, like uh, like a project to make sure that CentOS, like people who use CentOS, can transition to something that is exactly the same going forward beyond 2021, right? Um, so so uh." We'll see if this project goes anywhere. If 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 Cursor can manage and cre- generate enough, sustain enough uh, people to maintain a distro, it is not a trivial task, right? As you can imagine, uh, it's 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 a it's a lot of lot of pressure uh, for sure. If you if you want to maintain something like CentOS, uh, an, an equivalent distro, right? So definitely, I mean, it's the right person to start something like this for sure. So, but. Like I don't know what like that's that's it's going to be it's going to be a I'll be curious to see what happens. Well, what are you going to do for any servers you run that have CentOS on them? I don't personally. I don't run any servers using CentOS. Uh, so I personally, all my servers run Ubuntu server. So I do not have anything to worry about. Uh, I'm I'm good. 
I'm 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 very I'm I'm fine. But uh, it's it's just work related stuff and like the web hosting industry in general that is the main source of concern. And I think it if Cloudlinux has announced that they will be maintaining a, a rel fork, uh, then we that then I assume the web hosting industry is going to move towards Cloudlinux, as as well because Cloudlinux is already supported by cPanel. Uh, so, so right, and I mean, I guess too, like Red Hat is now burned a lot of bridges. Red Hat has thing is, uh, Red Hat has burned the bridges and and put up a giant fuck you sign, right? Like it's not just like it's not that they're saying that CentOS eight is still going to be supported till twenty twenty nine, but after that, we're no longer going to be releasing uh, CentOS. It's not just that they reduce CentOS eight's uh like. The end of life, like like that life cycle to a year, uh, and anybody who made the transition is fucked. Uh, so it's just like a giant fuck you to any sysadmin out there who is using CentOS eight and just and they're just like like what the fuck, Red Hat. Uh, like it's just they're burning bridges and sysadmins have long memories. Uh, and uh, I'm just going to say that is that people, this is not a thing that people will forget. Like certain people will remember, like people will remember that Red Hat did this and it's going to cause a lot of loss of goodwill for sure. For sure. A lot, if any environments that are using that are not web hosting, but are using CentOS, uh, will consider moving to Ubuntu probably. They would probably think, "Hey, why the fuck would we want to like if if Red Hat has burned us? Why would we put our money behind another Red Hat based distro, right? Why would we put another Rel clone in our server? Why why would we not just put in the effort? Like we might we were moving anyways. We might as well move, put in the effort to move to somebody something else that's more stable, has been around longer, and has more interest in maintaining it. So that would be a button. I wouldn't even be surprised if like Fedora got like affected negatively from this. Too, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Fedora, the Fedora people. I mean, Fedora is sort of doing its has all been doing its own thing for a while, uh, but Fedora is sort of in the sidelines because mostly Fedora is I don't know I don't know how many people actually use Fedora. Uh, on the desktop, but I don't imagine it's it's a it's a large user base. Uh, it's it's a weird distro, but uh, but yeah, like Fedora's like it's just gonna create like sort of a lack of goodwill for people to like get back into like people who wanted to maybe contribute to something like CentOS or maybe like Fedora. They're like, why should I put my energy into Fedora or into another Rel clone when? I can put my energy into into another open source project that is more like this less driven uh by like IBM's greed. Uh so so they're gonna probably go into Ubuntu or another open source on another distro, right? Like they don't like it's it's gonna it's it's like this is one of those things where it's not just the immediate repercussions, it's the long term, like ten years, twenty years uh of, of repercussions that they have created, right? Right. Like so the ripple effect of this is gonna be bad like i think this is the thing they're they're just throwing away a bunch of community goodwill for uh, no reason really uh i mean the reason is money uh ibm just doesn't want to pay for maintaining centos anymore they don't want to deal with it so so there that's that's where we are um there was a sixth option uh which uh is hpe clear os which is this uh, hewlett packard enterprise uh, clear OS. Um, I, I mean, it is, it is a thing. If you are buying like, 
Pro, HP ProLine servers and you're using HPE ClearOS, that might be a thing, but I would imagine that's a niche uh, relegated to enterprises mostly. Uh, but yeah, that is that is a thing. So there's HPE and then there's Oracle if you're like a if you're an enterprise and if you are a web hosting industry person, it is probably going to be Cloud Linux. So there, there, there is the there are other options. That's that's the that's the Linux talk. Uh, that that is that is uh, that is the topic. I don't know if you have any opinions or thoughts on this, uh, but th- that's that's what that is. That's the situation uh, with CentOS. Um, the only thing I the only opinions I have are incendiary opinions meant to start discourse online. <laughs> so I will keep those to <laughs> do, myself. Do, do you, do, is it like a package manager discourse? Is that is that what that is? Well, I mean, Yum's gross. Let's be real, but. Um, you know, you know, servers. Yeah. Um, I bought a Raspberry Pi. That's all I can contribute to this conversation. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I mean, it runs probably, it's probably running Raspbian, which is just a Debian for. Oh, no. I have, I have a bunch of server on that. The fuck you think? In this house, we only use Ubuntu server. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Ubuntu server, uh, especially is, is really good. Uh, there is, uh, there's a link in there called sendos.rip, which is very funny. Uh, whoever did that, uh, Good job. Uh, it is. It, it gave me a good laugh. Uh, <laughs> uh, like it says, we are shifting focus to lighting our wallets, which is very good. Uh, so yeah, CentOS is dead. Rest in peace. Like that is quite the. That's that's not a thing I expected to happen in 2020, but uh, here we are. Well, in the ashes of CentOS, FreeBSD will rise up. Mm, I, I I don't think that's that's gonna happen now, uh, unfortunately. So we should we should wrap this up, I guess. Uh, it's been a good episode, uh, audio talk, and also Linux talk. You know, uh, a good good episode. Yeah, you could say we really got jacked in this time. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! Well, let's go ahead and also out of here. So you can find the show notes at two shades of dot com, and you can also. Please, please send us emails of nothing but your, your, um, cPanel configuration files to contact at shades of, uh, to contact at two shades And, um, yeah, I don't know why I'm doing this bit. You normally do this, but where can people find you online? Yeah, I do normally do that bit. I, uh, I, I you can find me, uh, at packetcat and 10forward.social and my website, sodicsafe.com. Uh, Joseph, where do people find you on 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 the internet? So I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep it a hundred with y'all. I did it. I, I I bought Cyberpunk and I'm ten hours into it. We will not be discussing it though. <laughs> but this is you know I I accept being canceled. You know I accept any cancellations to um I don't even know what do we the cancellations. So send cancellations yeah, to so so there you go. Send so your cancellation notices to there. Um. I am I am currently playing this game and I I will not be talking about it on the podcast due to personal reasons but it's fair. Yeah, uh, fair. Uh, um, so, also, uh, website and also um, Funimation has a broken app, so I haven't watched Love Live recently. All right, so uh, no anime hour for uh, anime minute, rather uh, for you. So anime hour, you would hate, you would not. No, you would not if, if anime this was hour. anime hour, I, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, goodbye, everyone. Have a have- <laughs> goodbye.